Welcome back to the Bigger Hunters podcast. Your host Hunter Dietl. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a bill that's in committee. A senator of Nebraska proposed funding for five hundred thousand dollar bounty on uh, pheasant predators. That would include coyotes, foxes, skunks, badgers, and I'm assuming raccoons, but it says at all on the the article. But uh, it's based on the fact that you have these nest raiders or uh, predators of pheasants and. I think that there's a ma- uh, major proponent to that, but also there's the habitat side of this. So we'll kind of deep dive into what our thoughts are on the predators. And something that a lot of people aren't thinking about in this is these predators also hinder other species like turkey and deer. So something to think about uh, before we get into the podcast. This podcast brought to you by Matt at the Other Guys Outfitters out of Western Nebraska. These guys put down the birds. Like if this is the time to start planning, budgeting, and deciding what you're going to do next year. I'm, I promise you, if you want to kill, uh, drive cornfield, mallards, uh, lessers, big honkers, like that's the place to go to because I promise you're going to do it. Jump on over their Instagram, the other guy's outfitters, and you don't have to go by my word. I mean, you could believe me or you, you could think I'm full crap. But go over to the Instagram, check out the pile picks because if there's one or two, you know, you kind of like, eh. But, man, if there's a whole Instagram file full of them, I mean, come on. You can't. Uh, come on. So jump on over there, DM them, and set up a schedule, and uh, make sure to get out of western Nebraska and have a great time. So, all right, guys, let's jump on the podcast. Welcome back to the Bigger Than Hunters podcast. All right. <clears throat> it's your host, Hunter Dietl. I appreciate you stopping in and listening. We talk about everything hunting, not just waterfowl. We do love waterfowl, but I like talking about everything because we love we love hunting in general. We like hunting different species. Today on the board, we're going to be talking about starting with pheasants, but really this is about predator hunting. There's a bill that came up. Uh, I don't think it's very far. I think it's... Um, really in committees right now, but it's called LB 400. It's in Nebraska would allow the state to pay hunters for carcasses of 50,000 predators, coyotes, fox, skunks, skunks, badgers, I'm assuming raccoons, authorizing payments for $10 for every listed predator trapped or killed. Now I post on uh, Instagram, kind of gotten some feedback on it. <clears throat> I've had some agreements. I've had some disagreements. Uh, I've had kind of all over the board. So I think it's something that needs to be discussed, and I think it's something that we have discussed on the podcast that now has kind of just become one big topic. So we're going to be talking predator hunting and how it affects other species. Before we get jumping in, we got Jeremy, my co-host. It's your boy, yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Okay, Dane, it's your time to shine. What's up? What, you're supposed to go, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. good. That was Jeremy's part. Goodness gracious. <laughs> you got your shot and you missed it. Ah. Just like on that goose. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, okay, before we jump into this pot, 
this part of the podcast. We're sitting up here. We're goose hunting. We're hanging out. The geese decided to do a geese do and not fly in the morning like they're supposed to. We look over, and I would say 250, 300 yards, we look over, and there's just like this massive coyote. Big enough to look like he's a golden retriever, just hanging out, looking at us. And geese have been in this field for on and off for the last couple of weeks. So, like, let's be realistic. He's probably checking out the geese and seeing if he can get over there to the geese. Kind of make, makes his way over Mosey's. So, being the boring hunt it is, Jeremy, like, oh, let's go after that thing. Walk down the fence line. There's some shrubbery. So, stay on the other side trying to get to him. Where the wind was, he probably took off. No big deal. But, Man, I'll, the the whole way down, you just see paw prints. You know there had been a pack through there. Yeah, we actually hadn't talked about that. There was a ton of coyote <coughs> tracks up and down that whole fence line. So, and definitely in the bottom, you can mm-hmm. tell that they've been passing through where that fence was open. It's like, dude, you know there's a pack down that tree somewhere that have been messing with stuff. Yeah. So, it just goes to show that, in my opinion, predators are getting <coughs> completely out of whack in Nebraska. So, you've had a lot of opinions of this. I'm just going to let you roll, Jeremy. Me? Oh, well. <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness gracious me. Yeah, no, I mean, I've always, I've actually been on this tangent for a while. This whole bill, like, I've been hearing rumbles about it for about the last year. Yep. Um, and now it's being put together and it's being talked about publicly. And I hope it gains the support it needs to, needs to because our predators are so out of whack. And I, like, obviously we'll talk probably a little bit about habitat in this conversation, too. But everybody complains about our loss of habitat being the main reason for specifically our bird species, like turkeys and pheasants, starting to disappear. But I really don't think people pay attention enough to the predator issue we have in this state and really the Midwest as well. There's a lot of states that are dealing with this. The South is even starting to you're seeing things like coons are going to year-round harvest um, just to help people get more opportunities to harvest them and um, remove them. Um, And you're starting to see it just pop up in more and more states. And I think it's necessary. I really do. Um, I I personally lost uh, one, two, two two-and-a-half deer to coyotes this year. Um, and obviously Dane got to see me frustrated about that one. So, yep. uh, that was not fun. Um, even though Dane would disagree with me, I've watched turkey populations dwindle across this, across the state in many different areas of this state. Um, and obviously the pheasant numbers, we talk about it a lot. The entire state talks about it. I mean, Everybody always says, wish it was still the 80s and 90s for pheasants, but... Well, I think, you know, I, 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 I'm i going to bring this up. Matt from High Prairie makes a good point on a lot of things. I mean, him and I disagreed on this issue, which is totally fine. I The thing about pheasants, and I, we're going to probably hit pheasants, turkeys, and then deer on this because coyotes and all those predator species affect those. But let's zone in on pheasants. Okay, for pheasants to live... They got somewhere to drink, they got somewhere to eat, they need somewhere to hide, and they need to hide from whatever they're after. Mm-hmm. Problem is, right now, is that pheasants are struggling to find, I would say, to some degree, 
find food that they also can be close to shelter because if they're too far away from shelter, that's when they get swooped on. We'll get to the hawks in a bit. Mm -hmm. But they need somewhere to eat that's not far from cover, which is hard because habitat has been lost due to the fact of farming and also, now granted, (laughs) I've seen a lot of fields that have a lot of grain in them which has been good for goose hunting, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not saying like everybody does that, but like, so you have those fields and then the problem is they're, they're having trouble finding cover. I, I agree that habitat is definitely a significant issue. And in my opinion, it's probably number one issue when it comes to, to pheasants. So I, I agree with Matt on that point. Now on the predator issue, there's a couple things here that I, I just can't wrap my head around the fact of people saying this. They always want to say there's not scientific backing to say that predators are directly related, the amount of predators directly related to population sizes and when it comes to pheasants. That blows my mind. I, I struggle with that because every one of pretty much every place that there's a high amount of predators... They're just, there isn't any pheasants around. Mm-hmm. You get into a spot, you know, I was talking to somebody on Instagram that said like, you know, I, I used to, the problem I think they're thinking of is if you kill too many pheasants, then they bring the population back real quick and they have a lot of babies. And then, you know, they're, he was saying, the other part of this was, is the spot that I mostly hunt coyotes for, there's never any pheasants. I was like, okay, obviously you got to, it's it like a patch of timber with a creek through. It's like obviously one. You got a coyote highway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like there's obviously them. They travel through there. I said that's why you don't have any. That's why you don't have any pheasants. Is because you got so many co- or predators coming through that same area. Well, and you talk about an area like that. That is not your typical pheasant. Typical area. pheasant habitat. Will they sit in it? Obviously. I mean, if they can find it. He's also talking mm-hmm. quail, but oh wow. yeah. So that's that's one of his proponents, but like, this doesn't it doesn't make sense. Think about Yellowstone. You put wolves in there. Now elk populations mm-hmm. are struggling. Elk, deer. You you know the spots that they have high grizzly populations, like in Wyoming, they won't let them kill grizzlies very much. You have issues with elk and deer. Like mm-hmm. every place you have a high population of predators. <clears throat> what do predators do? They kill. When when the British came in, came over. We became a nation. We started hunting bison. We're the predators. What happened? We overhunted the bison. Guess what? They're gone. Mm-hmm. Like at every spot, you have a high dens- density of predators. Prey goes gone. Like it's gone. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand the argument of like coyotes kill other predators. Yes, that's true, but they're looking to kill everything. They want to eat. Like that's what they're bred to do. Well, and coyotes kill predators, but that's not their. But here's my here's my thing is. I agree with you, but it's all about density. If they're thinned out and there's a few coyotes killing everything, okay, that's that's just a natural spin of life, yeah, cycle of life. But when you have too dense of predators, that's when you have the issue, yeah, because there's not enough food to get around for all for all of them. <coughs> and guess what, coyotes. If you really think about it, other than a, maybe a mountain lion, there's no predator to coyotes. Other than maybe a deer killing one by kicking the head. Unless we start getting wolves in this state, which... 
has started to happen. It has happened a few <laughs> times, but um, Bobcats maybe a lynx, but I really see a lynx or a bobcat fighting a coyote, like on you know small occasions. And then the other one I'm going to bring up, and I'm, we'll talk about it later, is hawks. There's nothing for hawks except maybe an eagle. So you have two high-end level predators. One you can't hunt. The second one, in my opinion, is not hunted very much because there's no incentive to do it anymore. Yeah. Like no trapping. And I think those two populations are completely out of whack, and that's why we're having the problem we're having. Mm-hmm. So I'm off my high horse. On to your high horse. Uh, I mean, Dane, feel free to chip in if you feel like you got something to say. Because he's all butthurt about coyotes and um, <clears throat> hawks, which I am too. But obviously, I switched to the turkeys. Cause I, oh, before, before, turkeys. before this started, we're all having this great debate. They're all about the pheasants. And I, when I see this bill go through, I'm like... Oh, thank heaven. The turkeys, the nest raiders are going to disappear. Well, and that's what I, I said to <coughs> Matt was like, this is a net positive. Yeah. Because you can argue about the financial aspect. Okay, I get that. You don't want to spend money. But on the other hand, it's a net positive because all of those prey species that we want to hunt, the predators are hunting every single night or every single day, both. Yeah. Well, and... When you talk about the financial aspect of it, if the game in parks is smart, which is this is something I even said, I think, to me, to Dane this year while we were trapping, um, we talked about this whole bounty idea coming through. And I like, if they want to find a way to pay for it, first of all, most of the species you're going to have to get a, a fur bearer's permit for. Just, I mean, it's only $15 for a fur bearer's permit right now. Yeah. Up it to 25. I mean, that's going to help pay for a lot of it. Yeah. Just putting that out there <clears throat> would get that many more people to buy their fur bears just so well, they yeah. could go out and do it. Well, and then you've got some people that are going to be like, well, oh, hey, fur jumped this year for some reason, which is unlikely. I'm not saying it, it will. At some it, point. I'm sure at some point something will happen and there will be a need for it. But there could be a year where it jumps really high and people are like, oh, well. Not only could I give them to the state, but I could potentially be giving them elsewhere and be making, you know, a little extra cash. Or, and then with this whole process, with them getting them to, or getting people to focus on predators a little more, there's going to be people that'll be like, man, this is really fun. I'm going to keep doing this year after year. We just need fur prices to go back up like they were in the early 2000s, dude. There was a trap in every ditch. There was. But never hardly see coons. When was that? Two thousands. Oh, Back what, when when did we, have we so had turkeys? lots of turkeys. Uh, okay, and now we round. Still, now we okay. In okay. Late 90s, okay. We still okay. okay. Oh yeah. Huh, I surprise. still have way you, too And probably the healthiest <laughs> populations of deer. What a no surprise! No one gets to know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> I know you tried to out yourself like several times. Come everybody, the turkeys. everybody wants to know why my last podcast took a while. It's my fault. There's no excuse. But it's it's Dane's ah, fault. <laughs> he name dropped like three or four times. I did it like once. <laughs> you did. You did it a couple times to put it out. Actually, I'm probably gonna put this one out before that one. Oh, you haven't even put oh, that one out. Yet. I have yet. Oh, I thought you. Had. I'm probably gonna put this one out because it's it's fresh. And yeah, it just yeah. came out. So I think it'll hit well. Um. Anyways, raccoons. I like now they're not necessarily named in this bill. I'm hoping that they. 
add them in there because I'll, I'll you keep talking. I'm gonna look. I bet I almost. I thought I would bet there were. In, I thought it there. said raccoons, I'm but pretty sure they're in there. But um, I don't think people understand the effect that turkeys or <laughs> raccoons have on turkeys, particularly nests. Um, you can't have turkeys if they can't even get to the hatching phase. Yeah. Um, and a lot of turkey loss, though habitat, yes, is a big effect. And there's a good argument for that. But in the same breath, I have seen turkeys, you know, whether it's through videos or for through personal travels, um, turkeys live in some bare minimum crap sometimes. Like, uh, to put it in, like, perspective i mean there's turkeys in 49 states um there's turkeys in hawaii technically in all 50 states there's just not a huntable population yeah alaska Alaska, i'm sure if you looked around especially like southern alaska closer to the mainlands you probably could find some their climates in southern alaska super similar to like washington yeah but um uh, but like, for instance, there's turkeys in Hawaii. Those birds don't roost in anything but shrubs. And the reason that they are there and they do so well is because well, there's no predators. There's no egg or uh, <coughs> nest raiders of any kind. And they don't have anything to live off of. I mean, just look up turkey hunting videos um, <laughs> from Hawaii. They, they're <laughs> in some bare stuff. And then what I always think about when I like make the raccoon argument in particular um, Western states are becoming really popular right now. Like, uh, Washington, um, Oregon, <clears throat> Wyoming, honestly, Montana, all those states are becoming really popular for turkeys. And it's because of their, like, I would make an argument. Obviously, I'm no PhD. I don't have, I didn't do a study of any kind like this. It's just off of my personal observation and what, I feel other people would even agree with me. Those states don't, like, you have a lot of pines and a lot of, you don't have hardwoods. Yeah. So you don't have, like, coons in particular. Even skunk numbers aren't going to be as high out there. Your main predators out there are going to be coyotes. Um, and turkey numbers are doing really well in a lot of those states. It doesn't say what if coyote or uh, raccoons around here. It just says and other animals. Oh, and then I hope they put Nebraska rac- public media is garbage <laughs> and it's PBS and NPR and they're all garbage. Don't they like the whole article spends the whole time basically like passively saying this is bullshit, but not actually saying it. I mean, it's a complete bias source. So yeah. you're from Nebraska public media. Quit your job because you're awful. <laughs> And go find an actual new source to <clears throat> do your job at. Uh, <laughs> I said what I said. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree. <laughs> I feel like that's with any news source, though. Pretty much anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> if you want to go find a good job, then do something that's worthwhile, not spew liberal garbage. So, back to what I was saying. Uh, no, I agree with you. Uh, I, and it's just, I don't. I don't understand the lack of just basic logic. You have somebody that's, okay, we're standing in a room, and there's somebody trying to kill us. What are we going to do? <laughs> like, yeah. As prey, what's the best? Like, if you have a threat, terminate the threat, you no longer have a problem. Yeah. Like, it's just, it seems so simple <clears throat> to me 
to get rid of predators. And I realize the the ecological scale isn't necessarily like quite that simple, but there's difference between eradicating predators and thinning them out. Why yeah. I say that? Why you know why I'm getting back to this? You know, like I think we talked about. It. I know we did. I thought I talked about it on the podcast, but Dad calls me up. I've never I've coyote hunted like once in my life. Mm-hmm. Didn't really see anything. Have I been deer hunting and end up on a coyote hunt? Yes. Yeah. I think we've all been there. Any but can turn into a coyote hunt. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> uh, Dad calls me up. Hey, man, we should we should buy a collar and we should try f- coyote hunting. I said, like, Why's that? You know, what's why are you saying that? And he's like, Well. You know, uh, I was hunting up in out west, and uh, yeah, that's how you not name drop. <laughs> Dane. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he was out there. He's hunting on a farmer's land, and the he was talking to the farmer, and yes, and then the farmer's like, "Well, you know, I really haven't seen much for deer this year. Well, mm-hmm. you know, what what do you think that is?" He's like, "I'll tell you why." He's like, "You know, I was uh, uh, out checking cattle and." It's like I was missing a calf and trying to figure out where it was at and drove up and my calf was getting eaten by six or seven coyotes out in broad daylight. Yeah. Like, you think of that, take this into consideration. One, six or seven coyotes, holy crap. How many else coyotes in that area? I mean, that's probably one pack, but how many more coyotes are in that area if six or seven? Two, coyotes, now granted they're around during the day, but they tend to be more nocturnal and they... Mm-hmm. They tend to get after dead animals in the nighttime because they're scared. They're scared of being hunted by humans. So if they're to the point where they're willing to eat an animal in broad daylight, that says a lot about their psychology and yeah. what they think. They're not scared of getting killed. They're, they're not scared of getting hunted. Yeah. So if that's the case, what does that tell you? You need to get rid of some coyotes. Yeah. I started to say it. My buddy Joe... Uh, we hunted his, I helped him shoot a, his first mule deer buck out there this year. He's got land out west. Um, <clears throat> and he said he saw a lot less deer out there this year. Well, the farmer that farms the land's like, yeah, there's a pack of nine coyotes running around. Yep. Nine. I've, that's massive. I've well, never heard of it. It's especially like, it's a few things. I mean, they've had a dry year. So yeah. food availability is down, mm-hmm. and when food availability is down, there's also less animals because some die because of starvation. And so coyotes, I mean, they pack up and they find prey species. Well, and when you, when you talk about, like, the deer numbers and dropping and whatnot, like, uh, Brad talked to a game warden in the unit he hunted this year, which is a unit I'm very familiar with, and I've hunted it in the past. And I've noticed deer populations dropping like crazy out there. And Game Warden said pretty much what every every deer hunter is probably thinking right now. One, we had drought, which leads to lack of food, lack of water, bunched up deer, which can turn into disease. But then he said we've also had a boom in coyote numbers. And when you have that many coyotes and deer numbers disappearing, I mean... It becomes more scarce. Do will a single coyote take down a deer? It's not likely. I don't know, a man. Fawn. They You'd a fawn, surprised. yes, a fawn. You'd be I'm talking. I'm full grown coyote by itself. 
it, mean, they will try after it if they're sick. They wounded, will. They will try, but it is not young. super likely. Now, fawns, you're absolutely yeah. right. A, ki- a full-grown coyote finds a fawn in the grass. That fawn's done. Yeah. Um, and, you know, every deer hunter would talk about how fawns really is where coyotes are the worst problem because they generally are. I will say, I love your deer around your property because there apparently isn't a doe that doesn't know how to hide a yeah. fawn out there, which is crazy with how many coyotes we hear early season out there. I haven't seen very many lately, but... So I can't speak for the rest of the state, but in my area, coyotes are a problem right now, but they do this every every 10 years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the number booms, and I, I see this from the cab of the combine. When you're picking, if you see a bunch of rabbits, coyote numbers are down. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if you don't see any rabbits, coyote numbers are up. Mm-hmm. Well... It's like a cycle. It it just switches every five to ten years. And then you'll start, like right now where we have a ton of coyotes, we're going to start seeing coyotes with mange again. Oh, that's a, that's that's just a natural progression yep. of uh, uh, an ecosystem. But I, I think coons, skunks, your possums, I think those are a bigger problem. And I'm not saying coyotes aren't a problem, but they usually take care of themselves. Yeah. Uh, the... Smaller, I I would a hundred percent agree with that. Actually, also on top of that, I mean coyotes, they tend to have a much larger roaming range. Yeah, they coyotes get pushed out, Mm -hmm. coyotes move in. um, Whereas your coons and your possums and your skunks, I mean, your ecosystem for a species of that size. Okay, Dakota, (laughs) rude. Uh, your ecosystem for a predator of that size is probably a section, like if it, that. If that um, a tree line. Yeah. Um, so, whereas a coyote, those coyotes, I I want to say the average den number for a coyote is like six. Yep. They'll have several dens spread out throughout an area, um, and when they find resources in an area that they are desiring, whether it's rabbits or small game or deer, they will spend time in that area, and then, yes, you see a boom there, and then eventually either uh, food will start to disappear or disease will come through. You're absolutely right. I Well, you know, it's a, I remember deer hunting with my dad. And so this is, I would say, mid-2000s, mid to late-2000s, and, like... You know, even up into the 90s, they had quite a bit of pheasants in this area. <clears throat> now, I think a couple things. I think once turkeys got in there, I think they destroyed some of these pheasant nests. But on the other hand, this is a, this is a story that I've had. Like, it, like, as a kid, no, granted, I was a kid. We shot a deer, like, right at end light. I... The funny part is with my my brother's deer. We had to drag this thing out of a canyon, get up on top where our truck's at. Okay, this is great. Next thing you know, we're starting to gut it. There was coyotes around the section we were at. And it wasn't just a couple. I'm talking mm-hmm. like there was probably 10 to 20, and they kept howling. How, dude, I was terrified as a kid. Dude, I had one night out at Dan's place this year I when I was getting down out of my stand. 
nothing less than 25 coyotes were sounding off. Yeah. I had never heard that many coyotes <coughs> in one area. Yeah. Um, it was absolutely insane. I mean, you know Dane's area. I mean, there's so yeah. many little fingers and pot, you know. Give him the street address <laughs> for uh, no. turkey hunting. No. <laughs> we'll consider it public ground. Or even like when we, were, you will. when we were out west, man. I mean, granted, <laughs> the, sand, the, uh, the sound carries a lot more. Yeah. But my God, like, oh, yeah. there was a couple times, it was right behind our tent. Mm-hmm. Like, I, uh, we had our dogs out there, obviously, like, Dakota was small. Yeah. yeah and Nala's just not a very, she, I, I think she's run away from a coyote. But, like, I, I was honestly scared for our dogs because yeah. they were that close. I mean. I feel like she's being as noisy with that thing as possible. It's just, that's <laughs> just what labs do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But. I mean, I agree with you. I I would agree. Do I do I like to see them incentivizing coyote killing? Yes, because I don't like coyotes, and I think they should be killed off. But my issue is there's still there's still a population of people that enjoy hunting coyotes. Most farmers, if not deer hunters, hunt coyotes, right? Mm-hmm. I think one of our main issues moving forward is trapping is just no longer a part of the population. No, yeah, there's so As few people that our do it. population continues to do what they do in terms of less hunting, running away from that community, running away from our nature as human beings. Those varmint species have become a serious problem, yep. and there it's going to continue to get worse until something changes. And I, I don't foresee like <clears throat> thousands of people getting into trapping because of this. The what if what if fifty would, do it? The only thing that would get people to start trapping is twenty five dollar coons again. Yeah, yeah, I mean you're absolutely right. But a lot of what's probably going to happen is you're going to get people that are going to buy thermals and they're going to go shoot coons out of trees, which very go for efficient it. way of getting rid of coons actually. Um, and I, I will say this. So this year was the first year that I personally ever like done hardcore trapping with Dane. It is a heck of a lot of work. Uh, huh. It is insane, actually, how much work. It's a lot of fun when you're having success, but then you get three or four days where you don't find any, you don't get anything in your traps. Cold or I mean, something, yeah, and nothing moves. Um, but I, I, I don't know that we'll ever see trapping come back unless we do get crazy for prices like we did in the '90s and 2000s. Yeah. Um, Dude. Boone's losing his mind. Um, I also, I mean, and I'm sure the state doesn't necessarily love that I'm going to say this. I don't think that that fund is going to get completely used. No. Like, they put a pretty high number out there. I mean, they're, they're, I don't know. Do you know what the number is? So they, they're, the goal is 50,000 head. If it were me, this is how I do it. I do two hundred fifty thousand for. Actually, I do less than that. Uh, I don't want to think of the numbers because it's been a long day. But I would do ten, ten, ten dollars for coyotes, varmints, whatever for adults. Anyone that holds is under the age of sixteen for kids. I would say twenty dollars. Yeah, no, I I think that would South that da- would incentivize kids to do. I mean, South Dakota is doing something similar, but it's like. Only for youth. Youth yep. is the only ones that can make money from it. So, like, you think of a kid, honestly, like, little Dane, right? Mm-hmm. 
little Dane being 16, dude, I can go kill five coons, and I can have a tank of gas. Yeah. Like you do it? A lot of kids are going to get in trouble for spotlighting. Which <laughs> That is true, and that is something that people are probably, when this conversation comes up, is how are they going to be accessing those predators? I will say... Um, Not worth it. Don't do it. Well, that that is absolutely true, but I will say anybody who's thinking about getting into trapping and or you know calling for predators, um, you want to talk about a... Uh, a group of species that you literally could get access to pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Predators. Yep. Uh, you can go knock on any door pretty much and get access for coyotes. Um, if you're very safe with your traps and whatnot, you're going to get a lot of yeses for traps. Um, Trapping, not so much as hunting them. Because a yes. lot of people. Really? Yeah. A lot well, of people so are worried Drake's about had more luck yes, exactly. hunting them than but that's why trapping I, them. Because it depends. Because if they have. If they have cattle or any sort of that, like dogs, yeah, they don't want traps out. They get scared, but nope. like high hunting, they don't care. Yeah. Well, so that's you, and that's why. I, that's, that's what I was saying. And that's why I said safe trapping. By that I meant, like, especially if you're trying to target coons and possums and skunks yeah. using uh, how footholds, leg holds, leg yeah. holds. Um, you know, dog proofs, stuff like that. Usually, if you show them. Hey, this is what I'm using, which it's an investment there's, to get those things. There's but. no coon trap meant for a coon, leg hold wise, that's going to catch and hold a cow. No. Even yeah. if a calf would step in it, yeah. all it's going to do is pull its foot right. It's not going to hurt it. Like, yeah. They don't, they don't hurt the animal. But no, but absolutely. If you're just trying to go out and like call and, you know, use an AR or something. You'll get yes pretty so, much all the time. I was That's what I plan on doing this. I mean, we talked about it. I, I really do want to do that. I was telling you guys about it, but uh, last weekend I had the opportunity to go out and uh, chase coyotes, 15, 20 guys, all in vehicles, get permission on the whole section. Everybody surrounds it. And a couple guys drive tree lines and just shoot them on the way out of the section. But uh, we had guys, one guy, pull up and watched us do it. And uh, he flagged us down on the way out of that section, and he actually pulled up to us and he's like, hey, I just bought this property over by so-and-so. Would you guys want to come drive it and chase the coyotes out? He's like, I've got a problem. So obviously that's, I mean, that doesn't happen in Nebraska. People don't ask you to come hunt their property. No, not for. So, I mean, I I will say I have had a few people ask me to come shoot deer before, but those are going to be. I think he has to go outside. I don't know what his deal is. I think he just wants to go see Nala, probably. But um, for Zeus, he's been real interested. Oh yeah, he has a Zeusy boy. Come here, boy. Come here, Fluffy. <laughs> fluffy, dude. I'm kid. I'm not kidding. Like every male dog humps Zeus. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I will say, you know, people getting in, people getting into it. I would not. I don't think that form of coyote hunting is safe or necessary. Uh, now, if you're in the right group and you're doing it, it with the right people, it, it can't have be. to be careful depends, about like, who you're with. Depends on not necessarily not doing it with vehicles pushing, but if you had like. 
people walking. Oh, I would absolutely so, do drives for coyotes mm-hmm. with like foot. In my opinion, this is just my opinion. Having guys stand outside of tree lines and other guys walk it would yeah. be way more dangerous. Uh, you got to think about it. So the rules for this particular group of guys, you stay in your vehicle, and if you get out, you have to have hunter's orange on. Mm-hmm. The vehicle has to have their headlights on. So you, like, if they're on the other side of the tree line or something, you can catch that light or something. Yeah. <clears throat> Everybody has a marine band radio. So if you get out of your vehicle, you call out. You say which quarter you're in, say southeast quarter, yeah. northeast quarter. Everybody knows where everybody's at at all times. And if if anybody messes, you get one chance. Like, Oh, I'm not. If, if you mess up, you're, you're kind of done with I wasn't group. saying the group that you hunted with no, was unsafe. Sure. I also would argue against that. I Now, the reason that I would argue against that is because – I've been doing deer drives since I was like 10 years old. So like, it's all about how you set up and how you produce safety. The the deer is definitely, I'm all for deer drives if you want to do it. But, uh, deer, the people driving the deer almost never see the deer or if they do, they catch glimpses of them. The coyotes don't come out of those waterways or those thick, bedding areas that they're in until you're on top of them like they'll they'll blow out like a pheasant in front of you driving a car you get down in there foot <laughs> on feet i have seen coyotes get out in front of me at 500 yards really okay. yeah no yeah. if you're if you're on foot especially if you're using your wind to you're blowing your wind down into a tree line i'm not and i like there's Lacks of safety to both and safety to both at the same time. Like yep. it is all about how you do it, yeah, and for sure. I mean that. Also for me, I don't. Driving a vehicle and shooting a coyote doesn't sound super fun to me. I haven't done it though. I have not. And I'm not. So I literally didn't think I would enjoy it at all. Uh, they actually don't shoot out of the vehicles. Yeah. Uh, you have to be stopped and out to shoot the coyote. Oh, oh that's uh, good. Which is a rule and. Most of the time, I mean, it's just the guy opens his door with his window down and uses his door as a yeah. rest. Uh, the only time somebody, I don't know, never mind. But yeah, so they <laughs> I, shotgun, see, I know, shotguns like, are a different story. So I don't confused, know what the though, laws like, are I don't on feel that, like though. it would be. I mean, I if I were gonna do tries for coyotes, that I'd have everyone wear orange. Yeah. Yep. But like, I don't see how that would ever. I mean. You just have to be sure you're around people with common sense. Yeah, no. But at the same time, like, walking, I don't know. You'd have to, I, I hate to see, this sounds really mean, but it, you'd have to really have something go wonky or somebody, like, be really stupid to get shot. That's yeah, but yeah, that's, no. that's the problem. Like, someone sees but movement down in a tree line and just starts shooting, like. What is it? Murphy's, is it Murphy's Law? Anything can't that can go wrong will, will go, go wrong? wrong? Yeah. I don't know, I the people that we hunt with. No, I agree. Oh, yeah, no. It is all about who you hunt with. <laughs> yes. And I we're going on a total tangent here, but it is absolutely anything like that. It's it's about who you're hunting with. I mean, and I like in all the deer drives I've done over the years, I've had people would never do one again with them. Yeah. Because they just do not pay attention to where they're at and where other people are. Um well, and it wouldn't change any way for a coyote. I mean I don't know, it's just it's just one of those things, like, if 
you don't know if it's going to be safe and you don't know, like, you don't make the shot. Like, I actually, I remember specifically there was a hunt where I had, there was Dane and Drake, and we're on that, uh, we're on that Thanksgiving pheasant hunt. There was people around everywhere. And <clears throat> there's this pheasant that popped up and then flew up and then flew, it wrapped around and then flew straight away from me. And I didn't even, like, I had saw Drake down there a while ago, but I had mm. no idea if he was there or not. Yeah. So I just, in the video, I, you could see me, like, yell. I said, Drake. And I didn't shoot because I was, like, I just pulled my gun down. And that's just one of those things, like, if you even inkly of being safe or not, like, you just pulled Yo, your oh, gun absolutely. down. Oh, absolutely. But I think that's the same thing with coyote situation. I just think uh, it's who you hunt with. There were really. a ton of dogs that didn't even get shot at because, I mean, Several of the sections we did were right off the highway, and it seemed like the dogs always wanted to go towards that highway. Well, n- none of us were willing to shoot towards a high, whether the backdrop's there or not. Yeah. I'm not shooting towards a highway. Yeah. <clears throat> do any of those guys call? Like, uh, yeah, quite just... a few of them do. Uh, this is just a Sunday thing for them, okay. and it's really more of an excuse for all these old guys to get away from their wives and hang out, yeah. but they all <laughs> go back to the shop afterwards and hang out. So, but literally I was the youngest guy there. Everybody right. else was, well, there was a couple eight-year-olds that came with their dad, but uh, everybody else was 40 plus. Like mm. they're pretty, you got to ride around with them for a year before you're even allowed to drive a vehicle with their group. And that's, they're on their discretion, whether you yeah. ever draw a number to drive or not. Gotcha. Well, Let's let's jump into this part because I think it needs to be spoken of. <clears throat> the other part of this conversation that I don't think will probably go as well, but I'm going to say it anyway. Man, hawks, hawks are just as much of an issue as coyotes and all these varmint species. Yep, they got to go. Birds of prey are brutal, brutal on small game. Period, um, and even you know the problem is, is like they've managed turkeys. to get in this like federally protected program. And that's the problem is I don't know that At one it's point really going to take a lot it. to get over that hump. Yeah. And the reason for that is because varmints would pick up seed that had, or not seed, that had got sprayed, right, by yep. farmers that didn't really realize. Like, they, they, were, they were trying to kill. Uh, that was the first round of being able to spray for weeds. Well, then that would kill varmints, and then hawks would kill the varmints. And they got to the point where eagles were, I mean, they are basically gone yep. because yeah. of that. And we did need that. But I don't think that's the case anymore. Do I think that it just go crazy and everybody shoot hawks? No. But do I think that there should be a tag for hawks in the state of Nebraska? Yes, I do. I or think you should be able to pay to for point, tags. So out at the farm, we had a couple hawks around. Uh, we made some phone calls. There's nothing you can do. No. Like, a coyote, a coon, a possum, it doesn't matter what time of year, whether they're in season or not, if they cause problems with your livestock, you're allowed to put them down. It's fine. You can do it. Or even even wolves in a lot of yeah, cases. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, but a hawk, doesn't matter how many chickens it's killing, how many whatevers it's catching, yep. they literally just tell you your shit out of luck. Like, yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. Well, and unfortunately, I mean... I love bringing up the conversation, but the problem is it's at a federal level. Well, yep. like the 
odds of us being able to do anything. It'll make me become a senator for this. <laughs> do it. I'll vote for you. I actually take that back. There is there is one direction you can go with a hawk being a problem, but it's like months and months of paperwork, and then they will send out someone else to take care of the problem. You are not allowed to do it yourself, and there's so much paperwork to go through, no one's going to do it. Yeah. Uh, Yes and no. I think there's large operations that do pheasants and raise pheasants. They're willing to do it. Wow, yeah. But like in this area, or just the eastern Nebraska, there's ten hawks to each section. Like, Yeah. Well, and you've got hawks, and, I mean, nobody even talks about owls. Yeah. <laughs> owls have become mm. bad, too. See, I mean, how I, many owls are on your property yeah, during teal season? Or not teal during tur- turkey season. Yep. But uh, owls and eagles are a little bit more defensive about their territory. They are. You're absolutely right. But um, actually, eagles, eagles are more like vultures. They eat prey that it's already been killed. Oh, hawks will, too, though. Well, I realize that, but hawks are more... Hawks and owls are more likely to kill something dead. Yes. Eagles are not. They'll wait for something to be dead. Will they kill other things? Yeah, but it's less likely. Well, and they also, they tend to go for bigger things. I mean, eagles... uh, They're going after waterfowl. I would say eagles are like... Oh, there's four or five of them sitting on the (laughs) pond right now. Yeah. Diving down, catching cripples every day. Like... You'll see a couple cripples out there, and then two well, days shoot, later, just think one. about when we picked up the goose spread last year. Yeah, I mean, there were cripples that developed yep. from our hunting. And well, I'm we. I don't know if you were there this day, but Hunter was the bald eagle that chased the blue goose. I right. shot the blue. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was the one that saw the thing. Like I, <laughs> yeah, no, I. <laughs> That is a chased whole, it right into the spread, like right into it was the almost scary to shoot this goose because the eagle was on uh, its ass. I mean, uh, it was twenty it yards would, behind you it, fine, but yeah, but like a rookie shooter, I would have been yeah. like, "Now put your put your gun down." But no, what I'm talking about is the bank was covered yeah. in just carcasses that the eagles had picked up from uh, uh, cripples, yeah, from us hunting down there, which. I wouldn't say that either, because if you if you go to a feed, dude, there's a few of them that get trampled and they get killed. Like we hunted a feed one time with a guide. I took some war clients out there. We set up. There was like a massive feed, probably like two hundred thousand strong. Showed up the next day, set up, hunt in the morning. We're kind of like muddling ground. I found five decoys, or not five decoys, five geese and the decoys because they had they left. And they set up in, at night, so they couldn't see much, right? Mm-hmm. Got set up. There's five cripples in the decoys. We only shot one goose that day. So it's not because of us. Oh, I'm not saying so it's just... So in those feeds, there's like, cripples. Yes, absolutely. That That's not necessarily what I meant. It's just and, that pond got used so heavily. Well, that's the other thing, too. People are jumping them, grappling yeah. them. They yeah. go back to the No, absolutely. Die. I mean, no, that sure. blue that that eagle chased in, I don't think we ever shot it, that bird. Uh, you know. No, that one had... It had a broken leg. Broken leg, and it was like broken. For it had been. It had been a, a couple days. It was already pussy. I mean, I, I had. I, I would, threw I the almost, bird. Away. Yeah. I threw the bird away. It was a pretty rotten bird. Um, but, um, well, I mean, and eagles like to just follow waterfowl, like out west. Yeah. You know a pond. That pond always has Loaded. like 
eight eagles just watching all those ducks. Yep. And like, I mean, where we were duck hunting this fall, there were eagles, or fall, this winter, there's eagles flying up and down mm-hmm. the river all, yeah. constantly, well, all day. If you ever like, have you ever had the chance to go to DeSoto up by Blair? Mm-mm. So it's a refuge right off the river. Yeah. Which anybody can go there and watch them. That's one of the places they stack up uh, when they're coming on the way back the migration. There's, uh, I think there's been as high counted as like 25 to 30 eagles hanging out. Because they're just following the snow geese back. I know uh, Nebraska, the Game of Parks is pretty proud about this, but like uh, Platte River State Park usually ends up with somewhere around like 50 a year. Um, McConaughey always has a ton. Um, because it, you know, it partially stays open, and there's and just the thing is, I don't honestly have a problem with the eagles either. No, it's, no, it's I the hawks. The stay eagles aren't going year. after. They go after bigger prey, yeah. so like. I mean, actually, my biggest. <laughs> okay, so because you have a, you definitely have a breeding pair that sticks around your place. Yeah. Eagles, they're yep. they're pretty heavy. And when I first brought the Dakota, nest is actually on the east side of that road. Yeah, no, I I know what tree it's in. Yep. Um, when I first got Dakota and was bringing <laughs> her out there. Birds of prey were literally <laughs> my biggest fear because she's she so was tiny. she was so small. And I was like, man, if I turned around and just <laughs> an eagle could swoop down and just take her away, like that's I've so heard terrible. About it, oh yeah, no, eagles will grab dogs. Have you ever guys or have you ever seen the proposal? It's uh, Ryan Reynolds and oh, Sandra Bullock, yeah. and they've got that little fluffy dog. Oh yeah, and it's just like yeah. the eagle just swoops it up mm-hmm. and just yeah. like carrying it off. Yeah, I mean it's a it's funny in a video, but like that. that no, no, really it, happens. it happens. Like people lose. I mean. People lose dogs and cats from many predators. But oh, cats, man. Coyotes. Hawks and coyotes can have all the cats they want. I don't care. <laughs> Let them eat. That, Let them eat. Honestly, feral cats are another huge problem. They kill birds. They do. Yeah, no, uh, you're right. They're, they kill the most amount of like songbirds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let them eat. They're a huge problem. Kill the cats. Yeah. I, I mean... Yeah. We've seen a couple feral ones walking around a few traps before. Well, my dad, you, uh, my dad's neighbor used to feed them. Like, oh, really? So he God, would get like just reproduce. And dude, then, there's like I kid you not, there's like forty cats out I there. Say, have you ever he started been out trapping them and just releasing them uh, in a safe place. See, now, <laughs> okay, yeah, safe place. <laughs> a safe, a place. safe place. <laughs> <laughs> now you can actually if. You want to go that route of live trapping them? You can take them to the Humane Society, and they'll for free uh, sterilize them. And that's and what then, they started doing in the safe place. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you uh, you actually bring them back to where you caught them and let them go. I don't know if uh, if you want to do there. it, do it. But the problem is, like half the time they stay at the pound long enough, they just get. Yeah, yeah that's they, honestly yeah. right. That feral cat's not doing <laughs> anybody any good, so. No. Poor a lady lost all of her cats. There's always one crazy old lady in every town, every small town that's got like 80 cats, dude. <laughs> you ain't wrong there. <laughs> Elmwood, Elmwood had one. Wish they, I wish there was like crazy old ladies for like pheasants. I know, right? Like, wouldn't that be helpful? Well, pheasants or something, <laughs> something worthwhile. I mean. My dad always has the turkeys end up coming over to his house, like coming to his neighbor's tree. Gonna actually they make, don't feed him. Are we going to make it out there this year? 
I don't know. Oh, come on. To his dad's? Yeah. Yeah. No, they, so, in the wintertime, they disappear. He doesn't know where they go. He still doesn't. I mean, he's lived there for years. But in the spring, they come up, and they'll come up. There's this really long, or I shouldn't say, I would say two or three mile road that goes up the hill towards the sand hills where my dad lives. And there's a row of cedar trees. And then they'll they'll hang out on both sides of the road because mm-hmm. they go out to this field, and that's where they strut at. And then at nighttime, like the tree that's like, say, 200 yards from my dad's house, that's where they roost at Oh, nice. most times. It just depends. Like different they, – they do different things each year, but for the most part, every year that I go out there in like the springtime, that's where they're at. Our Nebraska turkey season is going to be extremely easy this year. Uh, maybe. So I don't know. I gained well, my property. Didn't gain it, but uh, got it. There's a very good amount of turkeys there, and then I gained permission on one over by the Platte River. Nice. So, and it's an older lady. She just wants the turkeys <laughs> gone because they fly up and hit her bird feeders. Knock the seat out, and then they just stand there all day. Uh, she sent me pictures of fifty plus turkeys sitting under her bird feeders in her front yard. Like That's we, awesome. She's literally like, "You can just sit on my porch and shoot them." I'm like, "I mean, I'll probably set a blind up in the back forty or something." But we should take people that either haven't yeah, shot one in a for long sure. time, oh, yeah. or have never yeah, shot yeah. one. Either get oh, some yeah. old guys yeah. out there, or yeah, get hunter said, out there. I said somebody who hadn't shot one in a long time. <sighs> No, I'm. I definitely want to get Emmett over there to shoot his first turkey. Yeah, I was actually like kind of excited about turkey season. Well, because yeah. I because I'm supposed you to go should, to you guys. And you then should be more excited. I'm supposed to go to Missouri, Missouri, and then Drake hunts his property, and I guess there's quite a few over there too. So I want to go with him. Why don't you tell me when you go? I'll come record it. That'd be fun. With or you camera. should, or you should. Hey, you, you and what camera? Listen here, I don't <laughs> record my turkey hunts. Or you, camera. I thought we were supposed to record the podcast tonight. I yeah, you know I. <laughs> Did have you send that in yet? Yeah. Okay, you should have it back in a week. So it's pending what they're gonna do with it. This really should be on what, another. What do you mean pod. it's pending? Like it's pending what they're gonna do. They if don't, they're gonna replace, they don't it or know send if they're gonna. One. They don't know if they're gonna repair it or replace it yet. Oh, I thought you meant like they didn't know if they were gonna give you a new one. I'm like, oh uh, no, uh. It, it says I'll get a new one. So, but I actually yeah. got that drone back today. Everybody did. That, well, it came to my address because oh. he doesn't have one. But yeah, he doesn't have an address. Well, he lives in a camper. Oh, it's at my guy. farm. That's so. right. It's that um, guy. I get it. But no, this this I kid. Would. But yeah, dude. He, living the life like bought a two thousand dollar drone like second or third time he's flown it uh quit uh he's looking at me talking and he's zooming around with this thing not even looking at the screen and uh flies it right into the side of the grain bin and uh they said they were gonna fix it and they ended up just giving him a new one (laughs) see i don't know what they're gonna do with mine i don't think it's fixable if I'm being honest, it definitely had that click of death. <laughs> the one goes, yeah. So no. okay, all right, yeah. I got to preference this. So last week in a duck season, I had a foobar mistake, total deer in headlights moment too. I really haven't even explained it you to you, hunter. Dude, I literally it. had a deer in headlights moment. I was tired. We'd been hunting for two days already and driving. 
I didn't even have waders on Hunter. Yeah. You know who stuck their foot in the water <laughs> yeah. to get this camera? I, I, I so I I so I I put it in the sled, which in my head I went, yeah, it's probably a bad idea. But I did it anyway. <laughs> For some reason. If you would have tucked it in better, it would have been fine. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm so mad about it. But so I started to push it in the water while my blind bag decided it was gonna <laughs> roll like a slinky downstairs and this, is, this is like a two to one slope it, there was no catching up to yeah it. and literally it started going and i don't know what went through my brain but i just watched it and what snapped me back is when dane was like dude your camera's in there <laughs> i was like i'm already, oh, halfway, yeah, he's already like halfway down the hill and i'm like oh crap and it landed top of blind up and my camera was in the top half of my blind blind bag, blind bag sorry and i pulled <laughs> it out and i like on first look i was like okay there's not that much water on it well i have this really bad habit about you know because sony's have the auto yeah. uh shut off after you know a couple minutes i think i have mine set at like a minute or two if i'm not using it, it shuts off so i forget to turn it off while it was still on and I'm like holding it, kind of examining it. There's not very much water on it. It didn't look like. And then it just. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled it completely apart. Like I had it up on the dash with all the way back. We were just trying to dry it out. I got home and I was like, do I even try it? I was like, at this point I heard that. It's probably done. <laughs> I put it in and it just. It, for like a second or two and then it did, did. I was like oh my gosh why well cause you were I yeah you were there that day that I tried mine yeah and I was like well uh, and yeah I knew mine was dead but yeah. I wanted to try it anyway sat underwater for like five minutes I feel like <laughs> but, pretty much so I will say if you the ever lenses were completely full of water like dude I don't know how I got that Sony the Sony lens got replaced for free I never know how that happened is that that's one you bought separate, isn't it? That's a bigger one. Did you have insurance on it? Or? No, I just said I, it I mean, Sony. I will say if Damn. you if you buy stuff off of Amazon, their their insurance their is plan. really like Im- I impressive. Bought that, I had bought that one used. I bought that oh, lens. Loose. That's awesome. I just sent you, it in, and I, I was like, new one. The Tamron I bought off. I don't. I can't remember. They called a black market site. I mean, I knew it was cheaper, and it was an authorized dealer. So they said, you know, screw me, yeah. which I was fine with. That was my least favorite lens. And then the Sigma. I was sad that I that one was toast. I wanna. I didn't end up rebuying because an eighty five millimeter was the two point eight, but I ended up buying the twenty seven to seventy or whatever, and I really like that lens. Actually, it's eighty five one point four. I take that back. Yeah. Which is a really nice lens, but, but I want to want that so, seventy to two hundred two point eight so bad. Uh, you know what I want really bad now, and it is because I would a use camera. It. Well, shut the. <laughs> I'm gonna get my camera back. I'm I'm really hoping that they. I'm really hoping they figure out what they're gonna do. It says they will either repair or figure out what they're gonna do, and then ship it within five days of yeah. them being done with it. Uh, so it's pretty fast. But the lens that I really want now, since we're on this tangent a little bit. Um, and it's because I would love it for the long distance shooting, but also it'd be a great like lens for like deer and turkey hunting. Uh, Sigma's making like a 60 to 600. Damn. 
it's a 3.5 to 6.5. That's not bad. Yeah. How much is it? Two grand. Oh, that's as much but, as a camera. That's, I mean, but the versatility. I watched. Yeah. I watched a whole video on it. The versatility on this lens is insane. You know what you should buy before you buy that. Shut up. No, hey, <laughs> a waterproof blind bag. Or camera. I bag. actually think, Ooh. I think uh, my blind bag at this point is just going to be like a camera box. I think I'm just going to get a hard case, and it's just going to become my blind bag. That at this sounds point. like such a pain, though. I mean, a, do you ever put it over your shoulder and hike in with it, though? No, I always See, put it. I do a lot. I usually put it in my sled, or I'll put it in my kayak. Yo. But mm. uh, yeah, because I, I mean, I bought, I bought one from. Or I would, or I I'd get one like last a, year at this time. I there's a couple companies it. that. Wow, well, there's a reason yeah, for that. That's, that's kind of your own fault, but uh, not I so would. much yours. They're I supposed bet. to come take photos. It's my brother. I bought him from, or through <laughs> my brother, but he's supposed to come take photos, dude. I'm gonna bug him for like several days in advance. Oh yeah, just so sure. he brings it, because I, I I want that for snow goose, like because snow goose was a mess last year. Yeah. There's a couple companies though that make waterproof backpacks, and I yeah I've Dive been thinking about one. I've been thinking about going that route. With I my might blind bag. I might do that too. My problem is is like camera gear is like I like my blind bag. It was it was waterproof when I got it, but yeah. the problem is I've had it for like six years, and it is this is it it, it, it it no it's done this year. It's falling apart. The zippers broke. Dakota chewed on it. <laughs> a little turd, but um. So, I mean, they're going to look at a waterproof backpack situation because blind bags have gotten stupid expensive oh, yeah. now. Like, you can't get a good-sized blind bag for less than 100 bucks anymore. Yeah. It's the ridiculous. The bags that I have, I, I bought do, it like four I would, years ago. Your bag would drive me insane. I want the bigger one. <laughs> Why don't you like mine? Too small? It's too small. Okay. I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to get any. But, but so, I also, because so the, the camera gear, yeah, I bring a lot of stuff. The reason it's that small, though, is like everything has a certain spot like the yeah. ammo goes in the bottom pocket random goes in the top and it's got a spot for permits see spot that's, for that's good and all but dude i got like meat hands like trying to get into all those little yeah zips, no zips, it's zips, it's zips, actually zips, pretty zips. annoying exactly. like, the bigger version pockets. of my bag is the one i want and it's a lot like jared's bag if i don't know oh, if you've I ever i don't like jared's bag his either. is huge with like the double zipper yeah. i'm thinking about going backpack route though yeah, I thought about backpack just so I could put it on my See, back. See, that's the too. problem with backpacks, though. Then you end up with a crap on the bottom. Like that's true. You have snacks. Yeah. That, and I half mean, you're like, you know, you got broken cheez its in the bottom, <laughs> and you got dirt, and then you yeah. got some grass still left. That being said, I still end up with dirt and grass in my blind bag. Yeah, so I, I feel I don't really like deal that with doesn't that much stuff. I'm usually pretty good about it. And that, yeah. See, my problem is when I. Uh, a lot of hunts I like to like go till I have to leave. Like if it's like a day I have something, I'll go until I have to leave. So I'm just throwing. throwing See, I can't stuff. do that. That drives me nuts. I'm OCD with like it, you've you've noticed when I load the trailer, like everything's got a spot to yeah. be in, and it drives me nuts when people throw stuff in there. Now that we're completely off topic. Let's stop the podcast and start. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. totally. <laughs> uh, okay, so getting back to what we're saying, if you support the bill or if you don't support the bill, that is up to you. I post on our podcast page, uh, so go in there, like, tell me that I'm an idiot or tell me that I know what I'm talking about. I don't really care because I like to argue with people. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> so go on there. Love to actually, I honestly would like to know your opinion because I think it was good to like, I had a conversation with Matt and he had his opinion. That's great. Matt's a really easy person to talk to because so, he'll give like, his opinion, but he'll also hear yours. So like, don't be a jerk because I'm going to kick you off the page. But if you got an opinion, be nice about it. Talk to people about it. So jump on our uh, pod, Big Red Hunters podcast fans forum on Facebook. Appreciate it. Have a good night.